0: You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries on today's edition.
1: Just put your agenda aside and say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, let's just go do it. If it brings me shame, if it brings me reproach, if it brings me persecution, if it brings me hardship, if the devil starts fighting my family, if the devil starts fighting my finances, if the devil starts fighting my social connections, and if every friend abandons and forsakes me and I've left standing alone with Jesus himself and nobody else, then Lord, sign me up because what you want is a lot lot more important than what I want.
0: Can you give it all up for Jesus? Give up all to stand with him? That is a hard thing to do. In today's message, Pastor Gary calls us to dance with our destiny, to embrace God's purpose for us, no matter the cost. Jesus is worth so much more than that which we give up. We trade in temporary things to gain the eternal. What Jesus wants is more important than what we want. What God holds in His hands for us is way more valuable than what we hold in our hands. If God asks us to give it up for Him, can we? Now, here's Pastor Gary in the book of Judges, chapter 16, as he continues his message, Dancing with Destiny. We
1: serve a master redeemer. We serve one who has a plan of redemption, that when he buys you back, he can make purpose out of pain, amen, he can give you a a testimony out of your test, and God is bigger than your problems and that you are not born by accident and you are not born by coincidence, that God has a plan and a purpose for your life, and there's no moment in your life that will go to waste in the hands of an artistic God who knows how to make a masterpiece out of your life. Somebody give God some praise and glory this morning for knowing that He's able to help you. Amen, from birth all the way. Now, do you know what the word Samson means? It actually means daylight. Samson means daylight. We Southerners might would have picked on Samson with his long flowing hair and called him Sunshine. Amen. (laughs) We, We might have picked on him a little bit, but that was literally what his name meant. He brought a ray of hope into the life of his mother because his mother knew that before he was even conceived that God would bring him and he'd have a great purpose for him. And so we see that even from an infant, Samson is dancing with destiny. Now, I use this phrase because I think it illustrates a point very well. And here's the point. How many of you, before you got saved, went to the dance halls? Y'all know how this works. Whenever you dance with someone, it's usually temporary and usually for just a little bit of fun. Right? You know what I'm talking about. And you know as well as I do that if you dance with the wrong devil, you end up with a whole lot more than you ever bargained for. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Amen. All right, so uh, I want you to see destiny as the one in your life calling for a dance. That God wants you to dance with him. You say, Brother Gary, I don't believe God would want to. Well, David danced before the Lord, and the Lord didn't rebuke David because David was worshiping him. God looks at the heart, not the outward motions or whatever religious folk have to say about it. God doesn't care about our religious opinions. Amen. Yeah. Jesus clearly made that point in his earthly teachings. And so we see destiny calling Samson to dance with him. Now here's the difference between destiny and a lot of these uh, two-timers and part-timers. Destiny wants to have a lifetime commitment with you. But then two-timers and part-timers, they just want to have a little night of fun. But they don't want no commitment. And you know what I see in our churches a lot of times? People dancing in and out of church. People dancing in and out of the will of God. They're in it when the times are good, and when the shout is on, and when the when the praises are high, and when the numbers are up. But but you can't find them with a CNI dog when trouble hits. Amen. They want to dance with destiny on their terms. They don't want a long-term commitment with destiny. They want to play games with God. They want to do things their own way, their own time frame. And there's absolutely no long-term commitment with destiny and God in their lives. I'm talking about dancing with destiny. And unfortunately for Samson, we're going to see that there were times when he was not that committed. He had so much power on him. He had so much anointing on him that it was nothing for him to pick up uh, uh, several ton weights of gates from a city and just tote them up and haul them off somewhere. I mean, when you have that much favor, things just come easy for you. But Samson had so much power of God that he uh, lost any sense of humility, if he ever had any, and he started dancing with the wrong people. He started dancing with the wrong influences in his life while destiny was still waiting on a dance. While destiny was still waiting for its turn in his life, we see that uh, Samson, as he gets older and as he becomes mature and of age, uh, begins to dance around with women and he starts dabbling in sin and for a little while he's getting by with it and he thinks that this pattern is going to continue. Well, I messed up this once and God didn't pull my power off of me. That's what Samson began to do as he was dancing with women instead of dancing with destiny, he began to set up bad habits that inevitably would rob his power with God. And some of you, because God's goodness is so good to you that he don't immediately pull his power and blessings off of your life when you mess up. He's giving you a space of grace. He's giving you a space of repentance. And just because you did bad and it's still going good don't mean that you're gonna get by with it. The Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth. That shall he also reap. It may be good today, but you keep dancing with the devil, honey, and he'll take you for everything you got You better get back right with God. Amen. We saw that at the day of his delivery, at the day of his birth, Samson or daylight was born with a purpose. But then number two, I want to look at the night of the dance. Now, this is not the dance that we are hoping to look for. And I'll be honest with you. As a pastor, I watch people. Don't let that intimidate you. It's my job. I pray for people. I observe. I notice things that are disturbing. I seldom, if ever, bring it up unless the Holy Ghost specifically tells me to. And usually it's a form of a sermon designed to help you that doesn't have your specific name on it, but praying the Holy Ghost uses it to touch you and help you. You know what I see sometimes? I see people dancing with trouble. I see people dancing and having a good time, not knowing that the Bible says that there's pleasure in sin only for a season But the end, the end is death. You're headed for trouble when you're dancing with Delilah. And some of you may be dancing with Delilah instead of dancing with God's destiny for your life. And I see here the night of a dance in the life of Samson who meant daylight. But look where he's at. I believe this was an evening. I believe this was a a dark place metaphorically in his life. Chapter 16 and verse number 20. Look what it said. And she said, who's she? This is Delilah. Oh, goodness, Delilah. Beautiful, long eyelashes, I imagine. She probably bathed in beautiful, dark brown eyes. I say, because those are the prettiest color eyes. Amen. No offense to anybody, but my wife's got the prettiest eyes. Amen. I imagine Delilah was stunning. I imagine she was captivating and she obviously had a strong pull on Samson because she got him to toying around with the notion of whispering secrets to her. Now, she tried a few times, it didn't work. He knew better, but on and on she went and one night she must have just batted them pretty little eyes of hers at him and said, you don't even love me. If you love me, you'd tell me the secret of your power. And she is appealing to his weakness and his vulnerability and the weakness of his lust of his flesh. And that's what the devil does. The devil appeals to your weakness. And he dangles something out in front of you that looks so good. But yeah, and, it's, and it's sweet to the taste, but it's bitter to the stomach. And you may enjoy the meal, but you'll be vomiting later. Can somebody say Amen. amen. And by the way, those beer commercials show you all the, what the guys would call the beautiful babes and the beer and all that, but they don't show you the big beer gut. They don't show you that kind of junk. They don't show you somebody getting killed in a hell on collision because somebody was drunk and dumb and driving under the intoxication. Can somebody just say, amen, the devil is a liar, but he will not come to you in the form of destruction. He will come to you as Delilah. And I think Delilah is too close to delight to ignore oh the devil is luring our young people oh he's got them thinking they're riding high baby And I've seen it over and over and over. And young people say, oh, but I can get by with this. And that may have happened to them, but nothing bad is going to happen to me. And God, the Holy Ghost sent me into your life right now to rebuke that lying devil in your life and to tell you that you're headed for destruction. And if you don't repent of your sins, you're headed for trouble that you may never recover from. But you've got hope right now. But right here in this life, here's... Here she is, Delilah. She had done talked him into telling her his real secret. And while he was asleep, and by the way, he must have been a hard sleeper, either that or she uh, she probably filled him full of alcohol so he'd stay knocked out because she was cutting his hair off. I don't think I could sleep through a haircut unless I was drugged up, he made or intoxicated, right? So I'm thinking either he's a hard sleeper or he was... He probably had alcohol in the system. And that's just like the devil. He waits until you are at your weakest so he can take full advantage of you. He'll intoxicate you so you're out of your mind and he can just wreak havoc in your life. Where are we at? Verse 20. So here she is. Uh, And then this is a repeat. I just don't have time to read the whole uh, succession of all of this. Uh, This has happened, I think it was three times before, but this is the final uh, cut, right? Uh, She said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he woke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as a, at other times and shake myself. And he wished not, and that means he knew not, that the Lord was departed from him. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes. Because he wouldn't use his spiritual sight, God took his natural sight. And when you ignore your spiritual vision that God's trying to speak to you, you'll lose a lot more than your spiritual sense. And here Samson is, said, I'm going to get up just like I've always done. This ain't no problem. Let me at him. And nothing happened. He was as weak as anybody else in the building. What happened? He danced with Delilah. He danced with a deceiver. Someone who uh, was there saying she was there for one thing, but really she was being politically played by other people. She was probably getting paid a, a handsome price to be his mistress so that she could work her deceits into his life. Whole time he's blind to the whole deal because he thought he was invincible with God's power on him. And he assumed apparently that God would continue to ignore the sin that was in his life. But at some point, sooner or later, you're going to lose something that God meant to stay in your life. It could be your purity. It could be your influence. It could be your reputation. It could even be monetary things. It could be relationships that are important to you. But as long as you keep dancing with the devil and dancing with Delilah and dancing with delight instead of dancing with your destiny, you're asking for nothing but trouble. Oh, that God would give us some people that will dance with God's destiny for their life, and not just be in it for a one-night occasion, but say, Lord, I want to be your soul uh, companion in dance. Amen. Uh, You are mine, and I am yours, and I don't care about dancing with anybody else, uh, and I want to be called to dance. Lord, I'll I'll dance with you. Anytime you get ready to dance, you just say the word. I am Johnny on the spot. Amen. Uh, Or (laughs) whatever. Uh, I, I want you to have that kind of relationship with God because that's what God wants you to have. Samson danced with Delilah instead of Destiny one too many times. And all it takes is one too many. How many mistakes does it take to ruin your life? One too many. Just one. And you've got to hear me. The Lord loves you too much to let you go down without giving you graceful warnings. He's not trying to rob you of your fun. The Bible says it is the thief that has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. It's a lie of the devil to cause you to think that you're missing out on all the fun if you become a Christian. It's the biggest lie. Let me tell you something. I've seen the contrast. My worst days with God are better than any of your best days with the devil. Can I say that again? My worst days with God are better than any of your best days with the devil. And I challenge you to prove me wrong. Let's just have some real talk this morning, can we? Somebody's dancing with Delilah and God is calling you to dance with him. But once he embraces you, he ain't letting you go. So you got to ask yourself, am I willing to walk away from Delilah and walk into the destiny that God has for me? So we see the day of delivery. We see the night of the dance. But now I want to look at the moment of death. Number three, the moment of death. This is a very pivotal moment in Samson's life. Chapter 16, verse number 22. I want you to see this. Now, they done plucked out his eyes. They done took him into captivity. But I love the clause that the Holy Ghost put in the Word of God right here. How be it, the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. Hey, let me tell you something about that hair real quick, can I? <laughs> this is some good stuff, y'all. Good stuff. If I say it and you like it, say good stuff, okay? Did you know that the word Nazarite means separate? It means consecrated. It means untrimmed or Unpruned or like an undressed vine.. Ooh. The reason he took the Nazarite vow was not because there's any special power in the long hair. It was what the long hair was giving testimony to. It was giving testimony to the fact that he was marked by God and belonged solely to God. It was giving testimony. Are you listening? Amen. Good stuff. I got one. Hallelujah. Amen. It was given testimony. Are you ready for this? That he was a God-made man, not to be touched, nor to be beholden to the control or influence of men. Woo. Can I get a good stuff from somebody else? Amen. Now, some of you have been wondering, now Why? If the New Testament said it's a shame for men to have long hair, did Samson, was he allowed to have long hair in the Old Testament? Well, we're talking about, first of all, two different dispensations. Secondly, it's not about the hair. It's about the touch of God on his life. And God wanted a visible way for people to know that's my man. And by the way, God wants there to be visibility in your life that you belong to him. And away, amen, good stuff. Away with this closet Christianity where I'm a Christian, but I don't want anybody to know. Let your hair out and serve God. Amen. Let it out and let everybody know who you belong to. Can I get another amen? Amen. Can I get another good stuff this morning? Hallelujah. Mm. But I want you to see something. In verse 22, uh, it said that his hair began to grow. That means uh, there's always enough of God's mercy. There's always enough of God's grace. And the covering is coming back. Though he had a temporary season in his life where he allowed his enemy to take his power, God began to put him in a position where he became to his enemy like a Trojan horse. Yeah. They didn't see it coming. Yeah. They thought that once they got his power, it took away from him, that he could never get it back. And how many of you know you can put the man in the cage, but you can't take the God off of his life? Amen? Amen. And they thought they had him. Uh, But what they failed to realize is they didn't have his God in his cage. So his hair began to grow back. And that's an important point to make. Amen. And now skip with me to verse 27. Now the house was full of men and women and all the lords of the Philistines were there. And there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld while Samson Made sport. Now keep in mind, I believe that Samson's down there dancing with all his might. The Philistines think that they're making a mockery of him. But I really do believe with all my heart that he began to dance to the Lord because God gave him his next move. You know, we don't usually preach positively about the death of Samson, but there's a spiritual application to be learned here that when Samson was finally committed to dance with destiny and to enter into a permanent relationship with his destiny, the day that he died to self was the day that he made the greatest impact for the glory of God. Because as they looked on and as he danced, they thought for sport. But he was, I think, uh, dancing because God showed him a way to get vengeance on behalf of the Lord. And that was his sole purpose for being there. Amen. Amen. Uh, Verse 28 Samson called uh, to the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee. Only this. Uh, He's not even asking for a long life. He's just saying, Lord, if you'll put your touch on me one more time, I'll do it right this time. Amen. And that's where some of you need to get with God. You've blown it and you know you've blown it. But if you could get to that place in your heart where you say, God, uh, I come to you uh, not as a son, but as a servant. uh, And I'm the least of your servants. If you'll just put your touch on me one more time, uh, I'll try to do my best to not spoil it this time. Uh, I'll try to do my best to not ruin at this time uh, and get back in the saddle and go for God amen Amen. the moment of his death when Samson reunited with destiny again he finally committed unto the death you know the old song I have decided to follow Jesus sing it with me I have decided to follow G. Here's the next part. No turning back. (laughs) Look at that artistic rendition of Samson up there on the screen. That's a committed guy right there. He's committed because he's in it no matter what it costs. I'll go further than that. He's in it knowing what it's going to cost. He's not just taking a gamble that it might work out in better conditions. He knows it's going to cost something. And by the way, you need to know that serving Jesus will cost you some things. It's going to cost you. It's not what, rather it's, it's not if, it's just what. You've got to be willing to do like Sam say, you know what, it's no longer about me. Lord, if this is your assignment for me, this is what I'm going to do. And bow and flex for God and die to self and watch God use you in a great and mighty way. Amen. When Samson died to self, he fulfilled his divine destiny. Watch this. Dying to self will produce more than living for self. Dying to self will produce more than living for self. It will. I challenge you to try it sometime. Amen. Amen. Just put your agenda aside and say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, let's just go do it. If it brings me shame, if it brings me reproach, if it brings me persecution, if it brings me hardship, if the devil starts fighting my family, if the devil starts fighting my finances, if the devil starts fighting my social connections, and if every friend abandons and forsakes me and I've left standing alone with Jesus himself and nobody else, then Lord, sign me up because what you want is a lot lot more important than what I want. And when you, Jesus said, except the corn of the wheat die and fall on the ground, it abideth alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. Your most fruitful existence as a Christian is when you live not for self, but you live for Jesus. Amen. That you say, you know what? It's no longer about me. I'm going from this day forward to be dancing with destiny. And I'm not in it part-time and I'm not going to be a two-timer on God. But I'm looking for a commitment to death, till death do we unite. Amen.
0: Today's teaching is coming to an end, but you don't have to stop studying God's Word. Here at True North, we encourage all of our listeners to dive into Scripture regularly on your own. As you do, ask the Holy Spirit to guide your reading and reveal God's truth to you. Thanks for joining Pastor Gary Cottle today for True North. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new edition. If you'd like to learn more about True North or Pastor Gary, visit GaryCottle.com. Would you like to plan a visit to worship and study the Bible with Pastor Gary? You can find all the information you need about where he pastors and how you can visit at garycoddle.com. If you're not in the area, we do encourage you to find and begin attending a Bible-teaching church near you. Find a family of faith that you can invest in and who will encourage you in your own walk with the Lord. If you have any questions or would like to find out how you can support Gary Coddle Ministries and True North, please reach out to Pastor Gary. He can be reached at contact at GaryCoddle.com. That's contact at Gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. That's all for today. Join us next time for more right here on True North.